1: Broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin, our number eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven
0: seven three eight one three eight one one. 381 381 Well, you've seen a lot, you've heard a lot, your emotions are probably shot, you're, I don't know, worn out in some ways, worn down in some ways, that's how I am. You see a horrific slaughter followed by another horrific slaughter and then you hear the static, it's always the same, always the same, same quarters, Same politicians, same media types, same agendas. And we all knew as soon as these slaughters occurred, the first and then the second, they would blame the president and the NRA and the Second Amendment. This is not the way the media are supposed to function. This is not the way politics in America is supposed to work. We have a broken culture. And there's one word that's missing in Washington. There's one word that's missing in the press. There's one word that's missing among politicians. It's the word virtue. And I've had a lot of time to think about this, what took place, watching what's going on today, listening to no talk radio at all, that's just me. And just doing some thinking, soul searching. Virtue. We push virtue off of television. Remember the old television shows? They had a message. We've pushed virtue out of the movie theaters. Remember the old Wild West shows and World War II shows and so forth? We've pushed virtue out of the public square by order of the Supreme Court. Religion, faith, what have you. Morality's up for grabs. People celebrate immorality. They even want to give it legal protections. The breakdown of the civil society, it's all around us. The people, for the most part, who do these mass killings are evil people for a variety of reasons. And why does everybody think they have the answer? Let alone politicians and the media types. It's as if nothing happened. You turn on TV. Trump is a racist. Trump is a racist. Trump's responsible. Trump's responsible. This is, this is a, a very sick, poisonous machine that we're dealing with. No circumspection, no introspection, no one in the media asks themselves, well, maybe we ought to tone it down. Maybe we ought to get back to trying to reporting objective truth. Maybe we shouldn't bring every loudmouth, radical, politician, expert, professor on our news platforms to give them the widest possible voice. Maybe we ought to look in our newsrooms and see if the people who we have hired to report the news are really worthy of this profession. doesn't even go through their minds. Trump, you see, has to change his behavior, and that'll fix it. Not the Democrats running for president. They don't have to change their rhetoric. They don't have to change their behavior. Nothing, nothing. Just Trump. And that'll fix it. Or it'll go a long way toward fixing it, you see. We're to blame video games. We're to blame social media and social media companies. Mental illness. The Second Amendment. We just need more laws. More government. Is that what we need? Why don't we go back to some tried and true principles. And beliefs and values. Virtue. Do we teach that in our schools anymore, or how we're destroying the climate, or how the founders were slaves, or how capitalism fosters inequality, and on and on and on. I think the destruction of the civil society, the destruction of the culture has an impact. It has an impact. And as I watch the politicians, a conga line of politicians, getting louder and louder on what should be days of mourning, they're more and more radical and aggressive in their allegations, as they use this as an opportunity to fundraise, in the case of Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren, as they use this as an opportunity to try and gain more votes, and as their media spokesman, called journalists, self-identified as such, promote this, you have to wonder if we'll ever get out of this. Now, there's always going to be evil people who think they can change society at the point of a gun. There's going to be evil people who think they can change society with a piece of legislation with an ideology, with an economic system. We need to embrace our history. We need to embrace our customs, our traditions, our beliefs. Because we are a good people. We are a beneficent people. We are a tolerant people. Which is why so many people try to come into this country. But these two mass murders, one in El Paso and one in Dayton... They weren't motivated by President Trump. They weren't motivated by any politician. Just because they write or say they like Trump, which none of them did, or they like Elizabeth Warren, which one of them did, or the guy that shot up the baseball field a couple of years back and almost killed Scalise, a, uh, a volunteer for Sanders. How is that Sanders' responsibility or anybody's responsibility other than the killer? But what is the responsibility of Washington – and the media, and these politicians, and others, is the degrading of our culture and the degrading of our society. We mock religious people. We tell them it's perfectly fine to have faith, but not in public. Go home, go to your place of worship, keep it to yourself. We mock people who are ethical and straight-laced. We mock the normal family unit or what used to be considered the normal family unit. We mock it. And then we look for other people to blame. It must be the video games. The video games? Do we even know if these two looked at video games? Must be social media. How do we know that social media is not the cause, but the effect? That is, there's other things causing it but they reveal themselves on social media rather than social media having the impact we have no idea mental illness maybe they're mentally ill but maybe they have exceedingly high IQs I have no idea they can be evil with exceedingly high IQs and then of course it's the second amendment the bill of rights always comes under attack It's a simple answer. Just take more freedoms away from everybody else and somehow this will fix it. There were seven human beings shot dead in Chicago this weekend. 59 shot. This happens like every weekend in Chicago or Baltimore or other cities. Narry a word. Narry a word. I guess because you can't blame Trump for the massive killings in the cities. But a life is a life, is it not? I think it is. I remember when Gabby Giffords was shot and that fellow judge was murdered and other people were slaughtered in Arizona. Remember that, Mr. Producer? They blame primarily Sarah Palin, who had nothing to do with it, and among others, me. The murderer in El Paso, just to show you how inaccurate the news media are and why they keep pushing a narrative, they say he's a white supremacist because he's anti-Hispanic. And he is. I read his manifesto. Matt Drudge had it on his website, and I'm glad he did. But what they don't tell you is he was also anti-capitalism, he was anti-corporations, he was a radical environmentalist, he accused America of being imperialist, Uh, he believes in a basic universal income, read it, I don't believe that's a Donald Trump agenda, do you? So why do the media not focus on that or at least include that in its coverage? The murder in Dayton fits none of the narratives on TV today and yesterday. None of them. The socialist. An Elizabeth Warren supporter. And she's out there today accusing Fox News and the president, all of which is racist, of course. Of causing the mass murder in El Paso. Her name is raised. And she doesn't even have the good sense. To think about what she's saying. I do fear for this country. If the miscreants and malcontents. Can see by their actions. That they will continue to give voice. The politicians and media and others in the public, when they take these horrendous actions upon themselves, they're going to keep doing it. But if they saw that people united, I don't mean the American people, we are united on this, but these politicians who want to be president and take out a president and so forth in one voice may have a different effect, but I don't think that's possible. I listen to Cory Booker and Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden. Beto O'Rourke is probably the worst of the bunch for the outrageous and horrendous things that he has said. Demagogues and opportunists seize on something like this which is horrific. We need to secure our borders. That's not anti-immigrant. We need to have a legal process, and people need to follow it if they want to come into this country. That's not anti-immigrant. That's not racist. We need to protect our cities and our towns and our communities if we don't know who's coming into this country. That's not racist. That's not anti-immigrant. That was American policy up to a few years ago. Democrat and Republican. The hyper-propaganda on this issue. The hyper-propaganda that the president is Hitler, and he's Stalin, and he's Mussolini, and he's separating children from their parents, and we have internment camps and so forth and so on. Let me suggest it's that kind of talk, which the media give voice to. which is out of bounds, out of line, as I point out over and over and over again. Our founders were so brilliant. Their Declaration of Independence. The framers of the Constitution were so brilliant. They knew of man's, imp- <clears throat> excuse me, man's imperfections. So they wanted to lim- limit the power of a centralized government. And yet, on the other hand, they knew how wonderful man was as well in a just society. So they wanted to maximize liberty. But as I've studied this since the age of 13, it's that one word they always used. Washington used it, Jefferson, Adams, Franklin, all of them, Sam Adams, Looking back, Alexis de Tocqueville, virtue. Are the people we're listening to on TV today, are they virtuous? The media virtuous? Or opportunists? George Washington, in his farewell address, of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion, and morality are indispensable supports. It is substantially true that virtue or morality is a necessary spring of popular government. It's too bad the Supreme Court forgot that. Sam Adams. We may look up to armies for our defense, but virtue is our best security. It is not possible that any state should long remain free where virtue is not supremely honored. John Adams. Virtue must underlay all institutional arrangements if they are to be healthy and strong. The principles of democracy are easily destroyed as human nature is corrupted. When you listen to these public figures, do they sound like they're promoting virtuous principles or they're destroying human nature? I suggest the latter. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Primus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit Imprimis.Hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's EDU. Welcome to Hillsdale. We've got a lot to cover these three hours. I hope you'll stick with me. You know, the President of the United States, at the end of his speech, many of you didn't hear it because you were at work, but at 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, he accidentally mentioned uh, Toledo rather than Dayton at the end. He was mocked by the left all over social media as well as on cable. And yet Joe Biden had missed two cities yesterday. He got two cities wrong. And so this is the state of play in this country with the media, ladies and gentlemen. Gotcha. It's all about gotcha. The president gave a wonderful speech, but it's as if he gave no speech when it comes to your media, when it comes to the left, when it comes to the Democrats. It just is. I've got a hell of a lot more to say. I hope you'll stick with me. We'll be right back.
2: This is the nation's town hall meeting, and you can join in at 877-381-3811.
0: The progressive ideology really doesn't have an answer to any of this. They'll tell you we need to pass more laws, you see. Somehow that will change. Evil. You know, while we're pushing that which is valuable nurturing the human soul out of the public square, out of the classroom, out of the public debate. We're told that all we need to do is pass legislation. What should we do? Should we pass legislation outlawing mass murder? Well, we already have. Should we pass legislation outlawing shooting people? Well, we already have. We already have. But the left doesn't have any answer to this because they celebrate disaffection and victimization. So you hear them all the time. We've got this gap and that gap and these people deserve reparation, this deserves that and so forth and so on. Everybody has a gripe. Everybody has a complaint. That should be celebrated. It should be institutionalized. Rather than Viewing the country, the culture, as something that is a blessing. Look at law and order. Look at law and order. It's considered progress when we let people out of prison. We celebrate activist judges. We trash police officers and law enforcement. How many times have we heard... Shut down ICE. How many times have we heard how horrible the Border Patrol is? How many times have we heard how horrible the NYPD is or the cops in Baltimore and on and on and on? Isn't it interesting that none of that is talked about right now? None of it. Because you're dealing with a media that is of the progressive ideology. They push that narrative. So they're not going to show any circumspection. They're not going to circle back. They're going to keep up their drumbeat. Support for law and order. Now you know why. Now you know why. Because when that shooter was unloading that rifle, outside the Walmart, then inside the Walmart, it wasn't the ACLU that was called. The police were called. And man, do they have guts. Dayton, Ohio, same thing. The police were called. Not some defense lawyer and so forth. The police were called. Support law and order. What piece of legislation can you possibly pass that would quote-unquote prevent this? I just hear all weekend long, all weekend long, the experts there are no experts there are no experts certainly not politicians those are the last people we should turn to the very last people listen to them today we shouldn't be turning to politicians we need more laws you see ladies and gentlemen well murder is a capital offense in Texas I'm sure it is in Ohio under the right circumstances Right? So I don't know what other legislation you can pass that, that is simply gratuitous or punitive and and makes these politicians feel good about themselves. I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of these politicians and their bipartisan legislation to the extent they have it with massive debts and open borders and all the that. And, and then we're supposed to salute them. Boy, they actually got something done. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. If somebody is conniving, plotting, planning, and they bring a powerful weapon, a rifle, with hundreds and hundreds of rounds, there's something wrong. There's not a single law that can stop that person. None. And there will continue to be individuals like this in a free society. But what you can do in a free society is turn to those principles and those elements that make a society a free society. Not more legislation from Washington, D.C. But turn to those institutions that talk to people's hearts and souls. Not to their wallets, don't picket scabs. Create groups and jealousies among the American people. That's what they do in Washington. That's what they were doing in the Democrat debates. It's not what we need. That's what they're doing today. That's what we That's what they're doing today. Law and order, faith, virtue, and morality. We ought to celebrate our cops. We are to celebrate our founders. We're to celebrate our principles, our institutions, our customs and traditions. We understand they're imperfect, but don't burn them down. The media, the mass media today, do not give voice to patriotism and Americanism. They do not give voice to faith and law and order. It's the freak and the fraud and the controversial and the provocative who get the attention. Some of them are professors. Some of them are running for president. They talk about social media. Why don't they talk about the rest of the media? Congress, they want to get to social media, you see, because they can beat up these, uh, these large Silicon Valley companies. But they're never going to drag in AT&T to talk about CNN. They're never going to drag in Comcast to talk about NBC and MSNBC. I'm not saying they should. But this is a fan dance. What next? You're going to get rid of iPhones and Androids? The problem is deeper than the means of communication or entertainment. The problem goes deeper than that. There are millions and millions of young people who play video games, and some of them are quite violent who wouldn't give a second's thought to harming anybody. And they don't. Video games? There's billions of people on the internet. At any given time, hundreds of millions. I don't know. I'm on the internet a lot. Are you Mr. Producer? Mr. Call Screener? Is there anybody who's not? Probably ninety eight percent of the American but you don't go to a Walmart and start shooting up the place. Go to Walmart and start shooting up the place. People need to be held to account. All the talk in the Democrat debate the second one that I watched beginning to end, very painful, was about the people in prison. Not about why they're in prison. Not about their victims. Something screwed up there. All the talk about criminal justice reform wasn't talk about the victims. About the people in prison. In an unjust system. All the talk about immigration. No talk about the American citizen. Whatever the race, Hispanic, Asian, African-American, no matter, we're all American citizens. Constant put-downs, constant attacks on the system, ripping at the fabric of the country. These are bad things for a republic. Bad things for a republic. There's no simple, single answer to what happened, and there never will be. But what a society should try to do is spread reverence and blessings for what a magnificent country we have, rather than the opposite. We don't need Washington, whether it's the courts the bureaucracy or Congress or the administration in the past or in the future to be taking the best elements of our society and pushing them out of the public square. Why shouldn't there be religious symbols in the public square? Nobody's forcing anybody to, to abide by a particular doctrine. But why shouldn't we be celebrating religion in the public square? We always did. I'm not saying that's the answer either, but these are positive things, positive impacts. Why shouldn't the Ten Commandments be everywhere? Is there something wrong with the Ten Commandments? Tell me which commandment is is a problem. I dare say there's many young people today who don't even know what the Ten Commandments are. Maybe they know three or five of them, but they don't know all ten. Well, why would that be, for crying out loud? Of course, the court has ruled. Ten commandments out of the public square. What's wrong with a silent prayer? You know, I had uh, Mike McConnell, former federal judge, great man, appellate court judge on my life, liberty, and living, and he disagreed with me. He said, you know, you're really protecting religion by making sure it's not, you know, there's no prayer in it. I don't agree with that. It's not about protecting or promoting religion. It's just, you're dealing with the heart and the soul. Well, it's not government's role. I didn't say it is government's role. Since when is having a silent prayer government's role? You have an opportunity. You're forcing kids into these schools to say a silent prayer or not. Then we celebrate people who burn the American flag celebrate people who reject our national anthem. I'm just saying this creates a psyche, a very negative psyche, sort of a hateful, depressing psyche. Social justice warriors. What the hell does that mean? It means the country sucks. Look what these, these murderers say and write. I mean, they're somewhat manipulative because they know if they once they're dead or they they do their, their genocidal acts that people will read every word, but they're always talking about destroying our institutions. Have you noticed that? They're always talking about how horrible our country is. You don't slaughter people because you love your country. You don't slaughter people because you think we're a just country. You don't slaughter people because you think we're a beneficent, great people. You slaughter people for the opposite reason. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Every human being has a common problem. How do I live well? Our happiness and well-being depends on how we answer that question. Hillsdale College President Larry Arnn argues that the best book ever written on this subject is Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics. And a new free online course from Hillsdale College shares Aristotle's teachings that will help you lead the most complete, happy life possible. Register for this free course, Introduction to Aristotle's Ethics, How to Lead a Good Life, featuring lessons from the greatest self-help book ever written at levinforhillsdale.com. In just 10 on-demand videos, each only 30 minutes long, you'll learn how to confront the chief obstacles to happiness and make the choices that build good character. Aristotle presents a guide for securing a virtuous life. And if you take this free course from Hillsdale and heed Aristotle's advice, your life will change for the better. You can learn how to lead a good life just as every Hillsdale College student does. It's yours for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale What's happening is the media, I have a piece from the Washington Compost earlier today and others, what they're doing now is they're using the white supremacist uh, manifesto and so forth to project on conservatism, not just Trump, but conservatism now. And I've told you this before, if you don't embrace their agenda, you're racist and you're this and you're that, and of course, you tolerate violence. So this, it's not just the politicization of horrible and horrific events like this. It is conservatives have to defend themselves, the president has to defend himself, the NRA has to defend itself, Fox News has to defend itself. Why? We have nothing to do with any of this. We defend ourselves from what? But immediately it's the same, the same thing is, 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 is ticked off. Go right through the list. It's the NRA's fault. Why? It's Trump's fault. Why? I mean many of these people killed may have been Trump supporters or NRA members or Fox viewers. We have no idea. And yet this is this is the the narrative that is pushed each and every time. It's the left's agenda. And the rhetoric and the propaganda. Bernie Sanders wasn't treated this way after this guy Hodgkins or whatever his name was shot up the baseball field a few years ago and almost killed Scalise. There really is a totally different mindset politically when it comes to these things. I believe. I also have a big announcement. Bark in the Park is back. Last year, we skipped it. We had difficulty getting a uh, location. This year, we got way ahead of the line, and we got our location. I hope you'll join me and the folks at WABC at Bark in the Park this coming Saturday, August 10th. It starts at 11 a.m. at Overpeck Park in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. It's going to be a fantastic day for the whole family and your pup, or puppies, your dogs, as we celebrate man's best friend with vendors and food trucks and exhibitors and more. And the Bergen County Animal Shelter will be on site with adoptions available. I hope you'll act. I hope you'll come. We're going to have a lot of fun. And I enjoy meeting so many of you. You can get more information at wabcradio.com. wabcradio.com. Now, this isn't just for WABC listeners. It's just for New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. All over the country, all over the East Coast, come and join us. We're going to have a fabulous day. August 10th, this Saturday 11 a.m. over Peck Park, Ridgefield Park, New Jersey Again, check it out, wabcradio.com I've got a lot more when we come back I just don't think we, the people, are being served very well by our politicians and by our media I really don't I think it would be better if you just shut your TVs off I know, I could get in trouble for that but honestly, that's what I've been doing, just shut it off Hello everybody, Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I think the human mind, in some cases, plays games on itself. Now what do I mean by that? Again, as I'm thinking during the break here, they can and they might pass fairly draconian gun control laws in Congress. And they won't work. It's like passing Obamacare. Doesn't work. Doesn't do what they said it would do. And what will the answer be? More laws. More draconian laws because we have loopholes. We always have loopholes. And it gets tighter and tighter and tighter. The original purpose isn't served. And you get more and more of these police state sort of uh, consequences. I saw this guy, uh, this senator from Ohio. What's that leftist name? I can't remember his name. And he's on there. And you see, ladies and gentlemen, if the Republicans don't go along and pass draconian gun control laws, and in Kamala Harris's case, she's supporting gun confiscation laws. Sherrod Brown, that's it. Um, then apparently you don't care about what happened in El Paso and Dayton. That's what they're saying. Now this is how the radical left drives the agenda in this country. Shouldn't the debate be pro-law enforcement? Pro-cop? Shouldn't the debate be more faith? More morality? More virtue? Shouldn't we look at our governmental institutions to see how we allow for that kind of preaching and thinking and teaching as opposed to squelching it, smothering it? No, it's not even considered. It's not even given a second thought. Now, these clowns, they walk in with these these, uh, rifles. What if they walked in with handmade Molotov cocktails? What if they set the buildings on fire? What if they did it, Timothy McVeigh? That's my point. That doesn't get to the evil. Look at this. We passed a law. Of course you passed a law. That's all you fools do is you pass laws, and then you go on TV and you make outrageous comments. These slaughters were not about President Trump. They were not about the NRA. They were not about the Fox News Channel. But we get this all day long, all day long. And we're now getting to the point where we're getting flat-out lying. There's a piece by Amanda Prestigiocomo. I hope I pronounced that properly. At a great site, The Daily Wire. I'm a big fan. CNN claims Trump rolled back Obama rule to keep guns away from the mentally ill. No, not correct. So why did they put that out there? In the midst of this... Horrific, two horrific events. Today, CNN seemingly attempted to paint Donald Trump as culpable for tragic mass shootings over the weekend in El Paso and Dayton. Anchors Poppy Harlow and John Avlon claimed on air the president eliminated a, pro- a proposed Obama air regulation that would keep firearms out of the hands of the mentally ill. However, the proposed rule was seriously broad, undermining the Second and Fourth Amendment rights of tens of thousands of Americans in constitutionally dubious faction. The restrictions were based merely upon the fact that those on the list had received assistance in managing their Social Security disability payments. Even the ACLU vehemently opposed the regulation. Deputy editor of the Washington Examiner, Jay Caruso, excoriated CNN for its partisan coverage. He wrote... My God, Poppy Harlow just repeated the lie that the Trump administration rolled back Obama administration rules that kept guns out of the hands of the mentally ill. This is such poor journalism on her part. The regulation had nothing to do with mental illness and everything to do with the lack of due process for these Social Security recipients. The Obama-era rules designated anyone who needed a representative payee through the Social Security Administration and the VA mentally unfit. And if a person met that criteria, their name was entered on a government database. These are people who require some assistance handling their finances and slogging through the federal bureaucracy, and the Obama administration turned them into criminals. Caruso noted that CNN attempting to make Trump into some kind of a hypocrite on the issue of mental illness and firearms, using that example, just means Harlow doesn't know what she's talking about or is being purposely deceptive. Both Harlow and Avalon require a much-needed corrective when saying Trump rolled back regulations that would keep guns away from the mentally ill, when it had everything to do with due process for those Social Security recipients. And this type of distortion has been all too common from CNN. In February 2018, following the Parkland, Florida shooting... CNN's Chris Cuomo said to President Trump via Twitter, are you aware that one of the regulations you got rid of made it more difficult for mentally ill to get guns? But that's not true. The regulation in question potentially deprived 75 to 80,000 people of a right based not on what they had done, but on the basis of being classified by the government in a certain way. See, this is part of the problem. And who do we hear from today? Of course, these people. And they go to Democratic candidates. John Carl is supposed to be a reporter for ABC, and he's on Good Morning America yesterday. And here in part is what he says. Cut, five, go. Several of the Democrats who are running for president right now are tying President Trump to these mass shootings. Take
1: a listen to what they're saying.
0: Does any of this fall at the feet of President Donald Trump and his uh, rhetoric that's been growing over the last couple of weeks and his uh, alleged racist tweets? And now, other- let's stop right there. That is a reporter asking that question. That is a reporter, in other words, stirring the pot, stoking the flames, making a statement and putting a question mark behind it. And the reporter is asking, O'Rourke, go ahead.
2: Yes, We've had a rise in hate crimes every single one of the last three years during an administration where you have a president who's called Mexicans, rapists, and criminals. Is it
1: fair, John, to tie the president to this violence? Well, Dan, whether or not it's fair, he's going to have to answer those now, questions. Now, John
0: Carl is talking to the reporter. Whether or not it's fair, he's going to have to answer those questions. Go ahead.
1: The bottom line is this president has had a rhetoric on immigration and on immigrants uh, that has been deeply divisive. And this is going to be something that he is going to have to answer for. Something we're going to hear a lot about on the campaign trail. These are
0: reporters mostly talking to each other. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let let me tell you something. When Dwight Eisenhower was president of the United States, within the first year, he ordered his military to round up one million illegal aliens and ship them south of the border. One million. Donald Trump has done no such thing. When Franklin Roosevelt was president, he forcibly placed into internment camps Japanese Americans and Americans of Japanese descent, 120,000 of them. When Barack Obama was president, he separated, quote-unquote, parents from children, quote-unquote, as illegal immigrants. I can go on and on about this. They talk about the president's statements. They don't really care about the president's statements. They care about his policies. The president is trying to secure the border. They've turned it into a racial issue. For political reasons. And now they use propaganda to promote it. That's exactly what's going on. Ten years ago, the Democrats wanted to secure the border too. Now they don't. Because it serves their interests politically, rhetorically, every other way. That's the real reason they want to impeach this president. They want to stop him and his policies. They want to reverse the course of the election in 2016 and affect the 2020 election. It's not his rhetoric they have a problem with. It's his policies. They do not want that border secured. They don't want it secured. They also give precious little attention to the families who've had their children viciously slaughtered by ms 13 why is that? Why is that triggering racism or inciting anything? Chuck Todd on Meet the Press has Mick Mulvaney on, the acting uh, chief of staff to the president of the United States. Cut six, go.
1: Do we have problems in this nation? Absolutely, we do. Uh, do we have white supremacists who are crazy and nuts and dangerous? Yes, we do. Um, but uh, my goodness gracious! So I'm you don't really accept? You don't accept, Quickly, we moved to I, politics I, this morning. You don't accept the fact that the
0: president's rhetoric has been a contributing factor at all? Now, now, this is an outrageous statement because there's no evidence of any sort, whatever, that it is. None. Zero. And trust me, they're looking. Would he ever say that to a Democrat? Is there any evidence that the nature of your rhetoric caused the the animal in Dayton, Ohio, to shoot up the place? You know, he he is a he is an Elizabeth Warren supporter. He says he's a socialist. Or how about El Paso, where he supports a uh, a minimum income and some, Is there any possibility that uh, that you know Liz Warren or? Or whomever's rhetoric, ahead of, not, they'll never ask them that. Ever. Never. And by the way, there's no evidence to support that either. They can support whomever they want these mass murderers. It doesn't mean that they're driven by the people they mention. It's just an outrageous thing to say. And they believe it. And this is exactly why I've written about this at such great length and spent 14 months of my life, nights and weekends, trying to point this out. This is a huge problem we have in this country. I don't know how we're ever going to address issues that we feel need to be addressed or if we feel they need to be addressed when we are surrounded constantly by repetitive propaganda. By this kind of partisanship and bias from the media. Jake Tapper on CNN yesterday, former spokesperson for Handgun Control Inc. Cut seven, go.
3: This morning, lawmakers and presidential candidates already are beginning to call for change. We're going to talk with at least four presidential candidates today about what they would do to stop this epidemic of mass shootings and shootings. We should note. We invited the Republican governor, lieutenant governor, and both Republican U.S. senators representing Texas to join us this morning. They all declined. Why would
0: they come on your show? I've invited all these Democrats who you're having on your show, on my show, and they won't come on my show. In fact, Jake Tapper, if you'd like to come on my show to discuss this issue, I'd be more than happy to have you on the program. And since you live in the Washington, D.C. era and you listen to WMAL... You can call in now or call Mr. Producer and we'll set it up for tomorrow. I'm happy to debate you on this subject, but don't pretend you're a reporter either. Unbelievable. A senior political reporter at CNN, Nia Malika Henderson. Cut eight, go.
3: I mean, the president uh, also has a responsibility, I think most Americans agree, uh, to not be so disparaging, to to not be so disparaging towards black people, towards brown people, uh, in the way that we've seen him do time and time again, endlessly. But he
0: hasn't done it time and time again. And he's not responsible for any of this. Any more than you are. Go ahead.
3: Examples of him uh, really, I think, inciting uh, this sort of rhetoric at his rallies. And again, we saw it in that manifesto with this uh, killer pointing out Trump's own rhetoric. He wasn't
0: pointing out Trump's own rhetoric. I read that manifesto. If anything, he was pointing out the left's rhetoric. When he was done with his white supremacy stuff, his vulgarities and so forth, he went right into the left wing agenda. It was right there in the Drudge Report. He linked to it. You can read it yourselves, or could have. And of course, she doesn't mention the Dayton, Ohio guy, who was hardcore leftist. Or the guy that shot up the baseball field and almost killed Scalise. Now, this kind of one-sided hackery by the media further underscores the problem we have in this country, which is severe. I'll be right back. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Filda Greens has a full serving of real, USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the Nutrition Facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. The uh, representative from the El Paso area, Veronica Escobar, well, she speaks for herself. Cut, dine, go.
1: It is shocking to me that he is so utterly self aware. Now she's
0: talking about Trump to Joe Scarborough. Go ahead
1: and this is why from my perspective he is not welcome here he should not come here while we are in mourning this is one of the sites of one of his rallies i heard mika um, uh, earlier mention that violence increased statistically violence went up uh, hate crimes went up in communities where he had held rallies
0: what what I mean, is this, is this the most outrageous? I mean, the, you can't even tell the politicians from the media and the, the dark hearts that these people have is incredible. They know the president didn't do this. They know he has nothing to do with it, nothing whatsoever. That's just incredible. Nobody mentions Antifa or Black Lives Matter or any of the radical violent groups on the left and so forth and so on. And maybe that gave people ideas. I mean maybe maybe uh, maybe a commercial. Or somebody looking at them funny gave them an idea. They have nothing to support these these these, these unconscionable allegations. Nothing. And the worst of the worst really is this guy Scarborough. He is a, a hateful, irresponsible clown who's given a format to push this dirt I know he wants to settle personal scores with the President of the United States who he supported early on but this isn't the place and time for it for Scarbo to exploit this and for these Democrats and other media figures to exploit this for ratings and for votes and to take it out on a President of the United States who they hate do they listen to their own hate rhetoric Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the Nutrition Facts panel on the side.
1: Making sure the land of the free and the home of the brave stays that way. Dial Mark Levin now at 877-381-3811.
0: It is amazing. A thousand ideas floating around there from experts and non-experts alike. And what I've talked about for the first 90 minutes, a good chunk of it isn't discussed at all all about we need um, red flag laws okay uh we can crush white supremacists while protecting our bill of rights that's true got no problem with that um let's see we need to improve our treatment of the mentally ill not sure exactly what that means quite frankly Let's see, we need to raise the age uh, from 18 to 21 to own a uh, rifle. Mr. Producer, one of them was 24 and one of them was 21, right? That wouldn't have worked. I mean, I, I, I can go through this. There's probably a thousand things that can be done. And I just heard an anchor on TV say, people want the president to do something. They want this to stop. It's not going to stop. It's not going to stop completely. It's never stopped completely. But we have a sick society and culture now that is getting sicker by the decade. It's getting more secular. We're losing our moorings. We're losing our connections. Not all of us, but obviously the nutjobs. It's not necessarily something a psychiatrist or psychologist can fix, or an ex-cop or ex-FBI agent can fix, or a politician or so-called journalist can fix, and so much of this is a discussion about the wrong thing. This is just my opinion. You need to teach people about beautiful things, about wonderful things, about a reason to live, a reason to fulfill yourself, a reason to have a family, a reason to be a loyal spouse, a reason to care for your kids. We don't do a lot of that anymore. And stop giving reasons, phony reasons for people to hate their surroundings, to hate their environment, to hate their country. So they're born and indoctrinated to have a chip on their shoulder. About things that have happened long, 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 long time ago by people who are long gone. And stop giving people easy answers. That but for this, we would have this. And but for that, we would have that. And I had legislation that would cure this. And legislation that would end that. These are lies. Absolute, flat-out lies. Stop putting prisoners' rights over victims' rights. Stop embracing lawlessness over law and order stop putting on the front of magazines and celebrating individuals who burn the flag who take knees when there are so many who are fighting to the death and carrying the flag in my humble opinion people are always asking me Mark is the X chair really as comfortable as you said I'm sitting in it right now and I love my X chair And my answer is always, yes, it is, truly. In fact, I probably don't do an adequate job of describing just how great this chair really feels. So take my advice. Get one to feel it for yourself. Thanks to x Chairs' 30 30-day no-questions-asked guarantee of complete satisfaction, you have no risk. So if you're wondering if what I say is true, try it. For yourself. And by the way, it's a good looking chair, too. It truly is. Once you fill the X Chair's patented Dynamic Variable Lumbar Support or DVL, you'll understand exactly why I love my X Chair so much. Take advantage of X Chair's new financing option and increase your productivity with the right model for you. X Basic or X1 through X4. X Chair can fit your body and your budget. X-Chair is on sale now for $100 off. Just go to xchairlevin.com right now. That's xchairlevin.com, L-E-V-I-N. Or call 1-844-4-X-Chair. Go to xchairlevin.com now and use code XWheels and you'll receive a free set of the new X-Wheels with your chair. That's xchairlevin.com or call 844-4-X-Chair. 844 844- x for extra chair in your wildness mind, exactly what law or laws would they pass? I ask this every time because this goes on and on and on with these people they bring people on TV, legal experts, psychiatrists, political pundits, reporters talk to themselves. you know who they don't bring on, Mr. Producer? clergy isn't that interesting they don't bring on clergy I'm not pushing religion folks that's, that's not what I do but I think this is, this is more of a spiritual thing I think it's more of a soulful thing when you can walk in some place and shoot up people babies and old people and just shoot them looking them straight in the eye Uh, We're not going to catch everyone with mental illness. It's not going to happen. If, in fact, they have mental illness, they could just be evil. We're not going to be able to take guns off the streets, quote-unquote. It's not going to happen. They can pass all the laws they want. They're just not going to be able to do this by legislation. It's deeper than that. And you're still going to have the crazies who are still going to harm people and kill people. And by the way, it happens all the time, you just don't hear about it. Seven fatally killed in Chicago over the weekend, 59 shot. None of them are white supremacists. None of them are mentally ill. I'm sure many of them have guns illegally. And it just doesn't push the narrative. Shootings across the city of Chicago, WLS... This past weekend have left seven people dead and another 52 wounded. One of the most recent shootings occurred in the city's Austin neighborhood. Investigators placed down several evidence markers Sunday night on Bloomington Avenue near Central Avenue. That's where police said two men walked up to another man sitting in a park, a parked car, and started shooting. The 21-year-old man was shot twice, rushed to the hospital where he later died. Another woman was injured but was treated and released shooting was one of multiple that took place over the past week, including two mass shootings, of course. One a drive-by in Douglas Park that wounded seven people and another in 1800 block of South Kildare Avenue where one person died and eight other investigators believe the shooting Kildare Avenue stemmed from a basketball game earlier in the day. Can't blame Donald Trump for that now, can you? Two hours earlier, a shooting in Douglas Park left seven people injured after detectives said the passenger in a black Camaro engaged a group in a gun battle. This past weekend, left Chicago police officers and citywide emergency rooms stretched to the limit. Mount Sinai Hospital in Douglas Park was forced to go on bypass for seven hours. Sunday night, an additional 50 officers were brought into the 10th District alone. It's shameful, and I can't say that things I saw on Saturday are things that I have even the capacity to process yet, said Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who, by the way, is a woman of color. I left this air on Saturday night feeling devastated and heartbroken, but also determined to make a difference. On Saturday, a man was fatally shot outside his home in Englewood, on South Calvin seat, Twenty-three was outside his home, about one thirty p.m. Right there in the middle of the afternoon. And uh, when someone in a gray vehicle pulled up and shot at him, he was hit in the head and chest. Taken to University of Chicago Medical Center, he's pronounced dead. Less than half an hour later, before dawn, a man was shot to death in West Garfield Park. a.m., Johnny Parrish, 23, was in a vehicle on the 4600 block of West Monroe Street. When someone unleashed gunfire, police and the medical examiner's office said he was hit in the chest, taken to Stroger Hospital, where he later died. 28-year-old man who was standing outside a vehicle was hit in the leg and taken to the same hospital. He's stable. A couple hours earlier, another double shooting left a 19-year-old man dead in Fernwood on the south side. So what law do we need to pass to take care of this? Are they all mentally ill? Are they all uh, Donald Trump wannabes? You see the complete disconnect between the news and what's taking place. Everything is politicized and in a a, a partisan way. It's just disgusting. Disgusting. As a society, we rely on a free press. We must have a free press for this republic to be robust. We must be able to debate and discuss serious issues, and if there are solutions, to at least start talking about them. We can't do it today. We can't do it. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. 833 Ring B H N. Get 15% off your first order with promo code Levin. That's brickhouse, dot N.com, or call 833 Ring B H N, promo code Levin. I didn't know. Luis Gutierrez was still with us, that he's brought on on CNN. Why? He's among the most hateful voices out there. Bid O'Rourke's getting an enormous amount of attention, same reason. Enormous amount of attention. Every Democrat running for president couldn't get out there fast enough. Cory Booker, outrageous statements. Elizabeth Warren, Kristen Gillibrand. (laughs) Kamala Harris, you name it, can't tell the reporters from the Democrat candidates with their truly sickening comments, Jerry Nadler, but I want you to listen to Scarborough, he's supposed to be in the media, cut 12, go.
1: But the president never tones down his rhetoric, in fact, uh, for those of you who are funding Donald Trump's re-election campaign, you may want to take note.
0: Now this clown has been the worst of the worst, as documented in Unfreedom of the Press. And notice no outrage during all the vicious bigotry and anti-Semitism from Omar and Talib and AOC, which is what the president was reacting to. They turned his tweet involving Cummings and Baltimore into a racist rant, which it was not. We're being fed an awful lot of demagogic propaganda, ladies and gentlemen, a ton of it. And this guy is the king of the big lie, Scarborough. Go ahead.
1: That Because you keep writing checks to this president, it's on you. See, if you
0: donate this president, you vote this president, you support this president, you're a racist. And these murders are on you. How in the hell do you even address something like this? And what kind of a newsroom puts a man like this in front of a television camera with his sickening, provocative, controversial propaganda like this? Go ahead.
1: Because you are funding this white supremacist campaign, CEOs. You really are business people millionaires and billionaires. Here we
0: have over 30 people slaughtered in cold blood. And this is Joe Scarborough. Just think about it. This is Joe Scarborough. Does he sound like a man who really cares about those people who are slaughtered or a demagogue exploiting for ratings purposes? This is a really, really hateful SOB, this guy. He really is. Go ahead.
1: That is funding this white supremacy because you won't tell him to stop.
0: Funding what white supremacy? The hell is he talking about? What are any of them talking about? White supremacy? He's funding white supremacy. People are funding white supremacy. I mean, this is this is incredible. And it is constant. And it's unrelenting. You've got now 31 people killed, and even that doesn't stop them. They just keep going at it. Did you know, on average, it takes police 45 minutes to respond to a home security alarm? Almost an hour. When a home security system's triggered, a lot of the time, police assume it's a false alarm, and the call goes to the bottom of the list. But not with Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe has video verification technology which helps police get on the scene up to 3.5 times faster. Simply Safe can visually confirm that a break in is happening and let the police know, making their average police response time just seven minutes. Simply Safe also protects every door and window and every room with 24 7 professional monitoring. And they make it very, very easy for you. There's no contract, no hidden fees, no wiring, no fine print. That's why it's won a ton of awards, including from CNET to the New York Times Wirecutter. Prices are always fair and honest. Around the clock monitoring starts at just $15 a month. And for my listeners, Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now. Go to simplysafemark.com and get free shipping and a money back guarantee. That's simplysafemark.com today. SimplySafeMark.com I've waited till the first two hours of the program and the tail end of this hour to let you know as a footnote to nothing that Unfreedom in the Press is now the biggest selling book this year in all of Simon & Schuster I didn't tell you that, did I, Mr. Producer? Because we've been focused on other things And it ought to upset the media, because that means the American people really are onto them and really are disgusted. If we're going to have a republic where we can solve issues, where we can vote intelligently, where the people actually are civil to each other, we need a free press. And for the most part, we don't have a free press. We have a propaganda machine, a progressive propaganda machine that pushes a Democrat agenda and social activism, as it's been doing all weekend. Domestic terrorism, attacks on innocent people in a Walmart, attacks on innocent people in a Dayton, and it's been Trump, 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 NRA, 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 and even Fox. The, the, these are the targets of the attack. You have to really be a, a, a truly hateful person and have a dark heart to keep pushing this propaganda, and in the aggregate, that is what the press has been doing. It's all spelled out in Unfreedom of the Press. If you'd like to get your copy, just go to Amazon.com. And uh, Costco, after this week, won't have any more. We've been in Costco a long time, and Costco has a different kind of marketing. It's not personal with them at this point. It's just that they replace and put newer books in. But Barnes & Noble is fully stacked with books. a wonderful, wonderful book chain. And uh, so many of the others, Walmart. But really, the heavy lifting has been done by Amazon. It's been done by uh, Barnes & Noble and a few of the others. And we want to thank them all because the word's getting out. And someday, in some way, we'll improve our press. They don't believe in self-policing. That's obvious. We will improve our press. And when that happens, we will improve our free society. That's why this is a very, very critical movement that we're launching here And that's why it's the number one book published by Simon & Schuster the entire year and has been on the New York Times bestseller list for, what is it, 10 weeks. I'll be right
1: back.
0: Shortly. But before I do, we put together a montage of the 2020 candidates and what they had to say about your president of the United States after the slaughters that took place in two American cities. Go ahead.
2: In one day, 20 people killed in a hateful, racist, murderous rage, in part inspired by this president. We have a president who made his career politically on demonizing Mexicans. And now we're seeing reports that the shooter yesterday had his goal is killing as many Mexicans as possible.
0: Let's just stop there. Is that all he killed was Mexicans? No. He killed indiscriminately indiscriminately and of course he was uh, anti-hispanic there's simply no question about it but there's a lot of people he killed in that walmart there we don't even know who who all of them are go ahead
2: you don't have to use a lot of imagination to connect the dots here all of the evidence out there uh, suggests that we have a president who is a racist who is a xenophobe And
3: uses that microphone in a way that is about sowing hate and division in our country. He is not only egging on white supremacy and white nationalism, but he is one himself. I believe that the president is fostering, fostering hate in this country. This
1: echoes uh, the kind of language that our
2: president um, encourages. And the Republicans need to, quite frankly, get their... Get together and stop pandering to the NRA because people are getting killed. Donald Trump is responsible for this.
0: Just incredible. I, I greatly fear if any one of these people become president of the United States. They're frauds. They know what they're saying is not true. But they're frauds. You've been probably hearing a lot about China today. And the stock market dropped 700 and some points, I believe. And um, the devaluation of their currency called the yuan, Y-U-A-N. And on September 1, halting the purchasing of American crops. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, on Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday, I had the great Neil Ferguson say, and he said that uh, this is Cold War II. It's actually been going on for a while, but this president is engaging in it. Finally, a president of the United States has awakened to this and is awakening the American people to this. I would take it one step further because I've used analogies simpler than that, haven't I, Mr. Producer, over the course of years? And I've spent more time on China than any other host in America. I'm certain of that, radio, TV combined. It's more than a Cold War. It's a war. China's preparing for war. A highly technological war, a war that involves cyberspace, but also a war that involves conventional nuclear weaponry if necessary. It is a country with a massive population of 1.4 billion people. They have stolen their way to being the second most advanced, well, I'd say third most advanced technological country after the United States and Israel. And they are increasingly uh, autocratic, a police state, which is bringing everything under its umbrella. And I hope you were able to see the show on Sunday. It's not a shooting war, certainly not yet, but China has been unilaterally at war with the United States for sometimes, certainly since Xi's been in power the last seven or eight years. And now they're being engaged by the president. And the president is using finances and trade to engage in this war. I know we talk about it as a trade war, but people who do that tend to be mostly reporting on financial and economic issues. It's more than a trade war. It's a war. Ronald Reagan defeated the Soviet Union through economic warfare and won the Cold War, the first one. And I think Donald Trump has taken a page out of that book, and he understands that the way you're going to defeat or at least push back on China is through finances and trade, not with an all-out war. That was the genius of the Reagan Doctrine. Now, what China's doing in response to the president saying, hey, look, we got about $300 billion of your goods that we haven't put any tariffs on or nothing significant. So we're going to put 10% on those uh, come September 1 because you're not negotiating in good faith. So China announces today that they are devaluing their currency, and I'll explain what that means in a minute, and that they are not going to buy Farm products from the United States because they're trying to hurt the president politically. They want, along with the Democrats, the Russians and the Chinese, the North Koreans and the Iranians uh, are rooting for his defeat. That's a fact, despite all the propaganda about Russia collusion. Now, why did the Chinese significantly devalue their currency? To make it worth less So they wouldn't buy American goods generally, because you would need more and more of their currency, the one, Y-U-A-N, in order to purchase the same thing you purchased the day before. It would be like devaluing the art currency, saying, all right, the dollar is now worth 80 cents. Wait a minute. Now all my prices are going to, you know, the prices may stay the same, but I can't afford as much. That's what they're doing but they're going to lower their domestic prices and make it more difficult for Chinese to purchase American goods because their economy is not as big as ours. It's big, but it's not as big as ours. Now, we could crush China's economy by hitting its banks, by refusing to use its currency, by forcing them to use dollars, especially now that they have devalued their currency so it's worth less, and you can buy fewer dollars with the yuan, we could crush them the way we could crush Iran. I'm just pointing this out economically. But people are lamenting, look at the stock market and so forth. Look, I've got a big chunk of my pension plan, mutual funds, in the stock market, but over the years I've moved money out of there Because it can't go up forever. It just can't go up forever. That's why you have to be careful what you're doing. So there's some some panic, not a a horrific panic, by the uh, people who are involved in investing in stock market. But ladies and gentlemen, that's the price we pay. I mean, we have men and women in uniform overseas who actually put their lives on the line. We're not putting our lives on the line. And we need to war, win this war against China before it does become a shooting war. They control both ends of the Panama Canal. They're trying to put bases, further bases in our hemisphere. They now have strategic bases in Africa. You know what they do to those countries there? They'll sign a lease, for instance, for a naval base. They'll give them a massive loan. And then they know these third world countries can't pay back these loans. And in exchange, they get control of the naval base. They get control of the naval base. Uh, That's what they're trying to do. They also have been one of the main sources for accepting oil from Iran, despite the embargo. And so uh, they will do anything they can to undermine us. It's an evil regime. It's a communist regime. They have three million Muslims in concentration camps. But don't worry, as AOC said, that that doesn't mean they're death camps. So don't sweat it. Three million Muslims. You don't hear CARE talking about that or any of these other front groups talking about it. But that's pretty incredible. They basically have destroyed the Tibetans. They're destroying the Christian churches. Yanking out the Christian symbols and putting, of course, the face of Xi and others in their buildings. This is what they do. The president is right to take them very seriously, and it's about time, and he should get our support in this. And I think he will. Yes, I am a free trader. I don't believe we need to uh, be in tariff battles with our allies. I don't believe the, on the economics of tariffs. I just don't president's well aware of this, and so are you. But that's not what's going on with China. We're a war with China. Not a shooting war, but it's a war by any other definition. And we need to win it. And so if it takes tariffs, it takes other economic actions, I am all for it. I'll be right back.
1: Mark in.
0: Neil Ferguson was on last night, Life, Liberty, and Levin. And among other things, he talked about China. This man is a brilliant historian and philosopher. You've probably seen him here and there. I read one of his 15 books. As I told you, the purpose of this program on Fox is to bring you exceptional people, various walks of life, who can add something to the national conversation. Cut 21, go. Is
2: China as time goes on, a greater threat to us than the Soviet Union was? Well, it's certainly a far more plausible economic rival. The Soviet Union, despite its claims that it would overtake the United States, claims that many liberals in the United States believed, including the great Keynesian economist Paul Samuelson, never got close. It never got much beyond 40% the size of the U.S. economy at peak, and then it fell away. China, by at least one measure, is already a larger economy than the United States. On a current dollar basis, it could well overtake the United States in the next 10 or 15 years. So the Soviets never got anything like that close in economic terms. In nuclear terms... China's still a long way behind, whereas the Soviet Union achieved parity with the United States around about 1970. Uh, But I think the key difference is that technologically China is catching up rapidly, and not just in terms of weapons technology, but in terms of civilian computing uh, technology. We all hear every other day about artificial intelligence. There is only one rival to the United States when it comes to research on AI and it's China. Uh, We hear all the time about Huawei's dominance uh, of 5G network equipment. In that respect, you could argue China is already ahead of the United States. And I'll give you just one more mark. We still pay for things in this country with banknotes, we write checks, we use credit cards. If you go to Beijing, you won't see any of that anymore. People pay for things with their smartphones because China, in fintech terms, in financial technological terms, has already overtaken the United states so i think when you look at technology china is in many ways far closer to the united states than the soviet union ever got the soviets were only able to copy our military hardware in civilian terms they never got close
0: one more cut 22 ago china looks at things in the long term our government really doesn't elections have consequences You talked about obama who did basically nothing trump acted Democrats support what he's doing, whether they say so or not, as a policy matter. Trump leaves. question is, you said this is a new Cold War. Who wins this new Cold War? Is it too early to know? Do you think the spirit of this country is strong enough to engage this war for the long
2: haul? What do you think? Well, I think Xi Jinping, China's president, expects that China will win this war and thinks that China has uh, a number of advantages, not just its much larger population, uh, but also perhaps he thinks its stronger work ethic, something that always impresses me when I go to China. Uh, And I think uh, China's leaders assume that democracy is our weakness. Uh, They have, of course, an extremely uh, negative view of democracy, and the last thing that they would ever dream of is to introduce it in China. We've only just uh, remembered the 30th anniversary of the Tiananmen Square democracy movement, which was so ruthlessly crushed uh china's leaders have learned one big lesson from the last cold war and that is don't do what the soviet union did don't do what mikhail gorbachev did don't liberalize so the chinese are i think quietly optimistic that they will win this because they're catching up with us economically and because of our political system and because of our internal divisions we're just not going to be able to go the top
0: yeah it's uh, it's a very difficult enemy and it is an enemy by the way, when we return after the bottom of the hour, many of you were working and you didn't hear some of what the president had to say today, so I have saved that for the end of the program where we will play some of the clips. Can't play the whole speech. Otherwise, all you're going to hear is uh, racist, racist, and so forth and so forth. You know, a good friend of mine said to me yesterday, what the president needs to do is give a speech and unify the American people, at least the decent American people. They should hear from him, which is fine. And I said, no, I don't agree. It doesn't matter if the president gives a speech or not because it'll all be twisted and turned into a pretzel. And decent Americans already know that he's not a racist and he had absolutely nothing to do with this, uh, these horrific events, the slaughters. And that's kind of the way it's played out, isn't it? It's kind of the way it's played out. I, I look at this president, and I think about everything that's been thrown at him. Everything. It's been absolutely appalling. I try and push him out of office with a special counsel, hoping that he would be indicted, hoping that the report would give them whatever they need. Then cherry-picking the report, twisting its wording, holding a hearing with a feeble former prosecutor who doesn't deliver. Then that only emboldens them, they say, to impeach the President of the United States. And then more Democrats say they support impeachment. That certainly wasn't planned, now was it? Then when it comes to his legislative agenda, they all but kill it once they take the House of Representatives. There must be 25 lawsuits against the man for members of Congress and Democratic activists and others. Efforts by the New York and the California Supreme Courts to violate the federal Constitution and his right as a citizen when he files his tax returns. All kinds of things you just could never imagine. Subpoenas after his children, his personal finances. And then we have this. Really. Really an attack on the American system, an attack on our fellow citizens, which the media and these same Democrats try to turn into a Donald Trump exploitive event. I have to hope there's enough of us left, people of goodwill, people of decency. I have to hope there's enough of us left. To make sure that in 2020, none of these reprobates who are running on the Democrat side for President of the United States get into the Oval Office. Otherwise, we're in for a hell of a lot of pain. I'll be right back.
1: The Voice of Sanity in an Insane World the Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877
0: I want to remind you folks of a couple of things. The effort by the media and the progressive left to paint conservatism, constitutional conservatism as part of the right or right wing or white supremacists, is a damnable lie. It's blasphemous. Blasphemous. We're the ones who embrace the Declaration of Independence, unalienable rights, nothing in there about race, given to us by our creator. We're the ones that promote individualism and liberty and law and order to uphold a civil society and promote a just society. We're not on one end of the political spectrum or another how can we be? We embrace our founding, the principles of our founding, the Declaration, the Constitution. We're right square in the middle. We're the middle of the political universe. I don't mean centrist, I mean we're in the middle of the political universe. People peel off alt right, white supremacist, left wing, progressive, communist, socialist, what have you. That's who we are. So this effort to try and project onto us what white supremacists do or neo-Nazis do, it doesn't fly. It doesn't work, and we must reject it because our philosophy, it's not an ideology. Our philosophy is a human philosophy. It's about humanity. It's the most humane, principle-based philosophy that exists. And I think that's very, very important to remember that, despite the best efforts to characterize us and to create their narrative on the left, which is what they always do. The second point I want to remind you is this. If we don't have a free press, we cannot survive. The founders of this country understood this. The colonists, even before the country was founded, they understood it. And we have people who claim to be part of a free press because there's not government interference, but that's not what's meant really by a free press, a press that really provides you with information and without this uh, radical social activism. And as I explained in Unfreedom of the Press right in the beginning, it bears remembering that the purpose of a free press, like the purpose of free speech, is to nurture the mind, communicate ideas, challenge ideologies, share notions, inspire creativity, and advocate and reinforce America's founding principles that is, to contribute to a vigorous, productive, healthy and happy individual and to a well-functioning civil society and republic. Is that what our media are doing today? Moreover, the media are to expose official actions aimed at squelching speech and communication. But when the media function as a propaganda tool for a single political party and ideology, they not only destroy their own purpose, but threaten the existence of a free republic. It is surely not for the government to control the press. And yet the press seems incapable of policing itself. We must remember we are not merely observers, we are the citizenry, we the people for whom this nation was established and for whom it exists. In order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, we the citizens must demand a media worthy of our great republic. And we begin the process by informing ourselves about those institutions and individuals and their practices and standards who by their own anointment proclaim the high-minded obligation of informing us. Thus begins the journey through unfreedom of the press, which each passing day is more and more relevant More and more crucial to understanding. Beyond the surface level. Beyond the surface level. You know, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth and to hold up what is good. But the vast majority of them abandoned their missions long ago. Locked in the grip of political correctness, they don't even allow open discourse anymore. They peddle moral and cultural relativism, and reject the idea of objective truth. Not Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide the sound learning that is essential to preserving civil and religious liberty. As Hillsdale celebrates its 175th year, it remains committed to providing its students the very best liberal arts education in the country. Hillsdale also remains committed to offering you opportunities to learn about the many blessings of liberty so that you can do your part to preserve it. They offer you free online courses and their free monthly speech digest of conservative thought in Primus. Halesdale extends their reach through their Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington and the Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 through charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. I will remind you that it was Donald Trump who put a deal in front of the Democrats that would have legalized and eventually, on a pathway to citizenship, 1.2 million illegal aliens. And the Democrats turned it down. And the Democrats turned it down. I guess they're racists. Let's begin. Donald Trump at the White House today, cut one, go.
1: The First Lady and I join all Americans in praying and grieving for the victims, their families and the survivors. We will stand by their side forever. We will never forget. These barbaric slaughters are an assault upon our communities, an attack upon our nation and a crime against all of humanity. We are outraged and sickened by this monstrous evil, the cruelty, the hatred, the malice, the bloodshed, and the terror. Our hearts are shattered for every family whose parents, children, husbands, and wives were ripped from their arms and their lives. America weeps for the fallen. We are a loving nation and our children are entitled to grow up in a just, peaceful and loving society. Together we lock arms to shoulder the grief. We ask God in heaven to ease the anguish of those who suffer. And we vow to act with urgent resolve. I want to thank the many law enforcement personnel who responded to these atrocities ...with the extraordinary grace and courage of American heroes. Cut to go. The shooter in El Paso posted a manifesto online consumed by racist hate. In one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry and white supremacy. These sinister ideologies must be defeated. Hate has no place in America... Hatred warps the mind, ravages the heart, and devours the soul. We have asked the FBI to identify all further resources they need to investigate and disrupt hate crimes and domestic terrorism, whatever they need. We must recognize that the Internet has provided a dangerous avenue to radicalize, disturb minds and perform demented acts. We must shine light on the dark recesses of the Internet and stop mass murders before they start. The Internet, likewise, is used for human trafficking, illegal drug distribution, and so many other heinous crimes. The perils of the Internet and social media cannot be ignored, and they will not be ignored. In the two decades since Columbine, our nation has watched with rising horror and dread as one mass shooting has followed another over and over again, decade after decade. We cannot allow ourselves to feel powerless. We can and will stop this evil contagion. In that task, we must honor the sacred memory Of those we have lost by acting as one people, open wounds cannot heal if we are divided. We must seek real bipartisan solutions. We have to do that in a bipartisan manner that will truly make America safer and better for all.
0: Does it sound like today when you hear the Democrats in the media that that's what they want? Well, they want an issue to keep trying to paint this president as a racist trying to drag down his support among the American people this is a good and decent man who loves his country whatever the past it's a good and decent man who loves his country and he's trying to do right by this country and they're trying to prevent him just like they took Charlottesville and twisted the words of what he said there. Now, we've been through that word by word by word. And it's not just me telling you that. We did this together, if you'll remember. Spent an entire program on it. He's denounced anti-Semitism. He took on three of the anti-Semites in the Democrat Party for which he was attacked and accused of attacking women of color. He defended the ICE and the Border Patrol against Elijah Cummings, who also subpoenaed his own children. And tweeting out the horrors that take place in Baltimore and many other cities, for that matter, in other areas of the country. And for that, he was accused of racism. We have mass murders in El Paso and Dayton. They try to accuse Trump. I remember the slaughter of the Jews in the synagogue in Pittsburgh. They tried to blame Trump. I'm sick and tired of this. I've had enough of it. I'm sick and tired of him being called a racist and an anti-Semite. I'm tired of tens of millions of Americans being called racist and anti-Semite. When all we do is lead our lives, take care of our families, pay our taxes, and try to make this country work. We're trying to defend our way of life. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. All colors, all religions, both genitalia. Oh, there's only two, I thought I would tell you. Doing everything we can. We've had family members in the military, family members who serve as police officers. I mean, seriously, folks. I'll be right back. Mark in. NBC News is reporting that the president will travel to Dayton, Ohio, and El Paso, Texas in the next few days. That's a good thing, Uh, despite uh, what those mayors say or think or the members of Congress, I should say. Also, Biden tells CNN's Anderson Cooper he would institute a national buyback program on assault weapons and seek to reinstate the assault weapons ban. So here you go. These are not assault weapons. They're semi-automatic weapons. You pull a trigger, and and and, and, a, and a bullet is dispersed. So I just want to point all that out. Democrats are all set in order to uh, to pounce. The folks at Boland Branch are feeling really flattered right now. Ever since their family business became the industry leader with the world's most comfortable sheets. They've seen a lot of imitators making similar promises and even repeating words from their ads. But no one can duplicate the quality of Bolan Branch cotton. That starts out soft and gets softer and softer over time. These are $1,000 sheets for a couple hundred bucks and the only sheets loved by hundreds of thousands of Americans and three U.S. presidents. That's why 97% of customers surveyed said they sleep better on Bolan Branch but you won't find in them won't find them in a big box store because they're not there. Starting this summer, you get 100 nights to try them. Shipping is always free. Right now you'll get $50 off your first set of sheets at com. but you have to use promo code mark. That's spelled b o l l and branch.com promo code mark for $50 off. com. promo code mark. I'd encourage you to jump now. Don't forget to get your copy of Unfreedom of the Press. Go to Amazon.com tonight. Jump in and join the rest of us, because these are very harrowing harrowing times, and uh, you can see what's going on on your television right now. And so fight back. Get a copy of Unfreedom of the Press for family members, friends, coworkers, Spread the word, ladies and gentlemen. It's very, very important at this point. Very important. Okay. I'll take a call here or so. Pat in Birmingham, Alabama, Sirius Satellite. How are you, sir? I'm
3: fine. How are you? I meant
0: ma'am. I apologize.
3: It's good. It's good. You started out by talking about virtue when you started on your program tonight. Right. And I was thinking today that, um, and I absolutely agree, but you know... There's, when people keep asking, why, why is this happening? Why is this happening? It's because there's no value. There's no value on on life at all. These people, you know, there's no value on their country, their flag, their pledge, their anthem. There, there's just no value. And there there
0: no is flag. an unmooring, isn't there? An unmooring of ties to morality and virtue and value. And even the way we talk about quote-unquote abortion, as a choice. I mean, you're exactly right. There is a growing attitude that is extraordinarily troubling in the public square, in the public debate, that is very unhealthy for a society. I'm not saying it's directly related to these two, but if people want to know what to do, we've got to promote our values and our belief systems and our customs and our traditions, and we people are trying to destroy them.
3: Well, with the, with the Democrats advocating for the death of a child inside a woman's womb the day before it's born, they put no value on that life. So why would everybody be surprised that these two horrific, evil people... It's, it's
0: not a question of surprise. It's that, it's that I mean, honest, honestly, when I saw this, I mean, my jaw dropped, too. Whenever something like this happens, when people go into stores and just start blowing people, it it is a sickening, sickening thing. But your point about values and virtue and morals, I think, is very, very important, Pat. Thank you for your call. Now, one of the things I was wondering, and maybe there's a simple answer, maybe not, doesn't really matter, but why weren't any people armed in that store, Mr. Perdue? Was that a gun-free store or something? I'm, I'm quite serious about it. It's Texas, right? I wonder why some of them, go ahead, open the phone, Mr. Call Screener. Why, why weren't there any armed people in there? Anyway, I don't know the answer to that. I honestly haven't investigated it, but I know, I know. I feel like uh, you know, Biden and the rest of them have exactly the wrong answer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I know it's been a tough day. It's been a tough week, and the nation really, really does get down over this, and we should. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, all law enforcement, as we always do here on the Levin program. Hope you'll check out your copy of Unfreedom of the Press, and I will see you tomorrow. God bless each and every one of you. Be safe.